Father, I thank you that you have already done a beautiful thing in so many of us. In your name now, Father, I want to just speak stillness to every busy heart. In Jesus' name, be still and know that he is God. We stop every distraction in our hearts that wants to steal from the love and the word of God. Awake your desires in us, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Jeremiah 6, verse 16. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your souls. But you said, we will not walk in it. Stand at the crossroads and look. So often we come to a place in our lives, even daily, where the world stands in front of us and it the world's ways, and then God and His very different ways. Did you know His ways are so different? And you stand at the crossroads, and you must look, and you must look carefully. Like it says in Deuteronomy, life and death is set before you. You must choose life. Stand at the crossroads, look. Ask for the ancient, ancient paths, God, what is the way that you have designed from everlasting to everlasting? What, is, what are those ways? I'm at the crossroads. Show me the way I should turn. The ancient paths. Ask where the good way is. And then more than just know, walk in it. And you will find Rest for your souls. I do want rest for my soul. You want rest for your soul. You know, all the things the world wants. The world wants fullness of joy, perfect peace, and pleasures forevermore. (laughs) That's what everyone is running after, right? The word of God promises all of those things in the presence of God. In those words. But they are to be found in his ancient paths. In his ways. And those ways are different. And those ways don't often make make sense. To the natural mind. But when we walk in them, we find the peace we've been looking for. And in our natural state, we say, we will not walk in it. Jeremiah, this poor young prophet, was called to prophesy to to Israel that they are going to go down because of their disobedience. Seventy years without without Sabbath. (laughs) Even Sabbath, the Lord doesn't give us commands for the sake of it. The Sabbath was made for man. Sabbath is a place where we find rest and 
joy with, with God weekly. And when we forsake it, we do seek destruction. He's merciful. For 70 years, he was merciful. But they would not. They would not. They would not live in his ways. They said, we will not walk in it. We don't want rest for ourselves. We don't want your ancient paths. This, this word, ancient paths, I've said it to you, but I wanted, I wanted to think about it. I wanted to meditate on it. I wanted to ask God, like, what are your ancient paths? What are your ancient paths? What are those things that are so different from the way the world does things? And what, in what ways am I still doing things the way that the world still does them that does not bring rest to my soul? Many of us are longing for rest for our souls. But there are those four or five or six things that we just do that we did not receive from God. And it's not for whatever sake. It's because He loves us and wants rest for our souls. Isn't that amazing? And one of these ancient paths that we've been speaking about, we're going to look at right now once again, and we're going to workshop into this. But I, I, want, I wanted just to preach briefly on the ancient paths. I want, I want you to get it. I want you to long for it. I want you to look for it in many more ways than the one we're going to explore right now. Are you with me? It's amazing. It's beautiful. So we explored that one of these ancient, ancient paths, a thing that is different from the way the world does, does things, is the fact that when we are born again, we are born into a family. God's family. God's ecclesia. His people. His church. We're brothers and sisters forevermore. And there is a way in which he designed that body, that ecclesia, to function. Where it builds itself up in love. And where each one of us has a role to play in it. And when we play it, not only do we get fulfilled, but the body. When, when, the, when, the, when the calf muscle works the calf muscle gets fulfilled, <laughs> it becomes all that it could, it could be if it works hard. I don't look at it in the mirror. And it blesses the body. And we are, as part of our identity, we explored this also, identity we are, Script says, a member of the body. You are. Some little part. You play in this metaphor that Jesus calls his, his own body. How much he must love us that he calls us his, his own body. So are you a member? Well, it doesn't matter if you've signed a form at some church or whether you have added yourself to a WhatsApp group or joined a small group. And if you didn't, then you might think I'm not a member anyway. You are. You might just be an 
outstanding member. Did you get that? But you are an outstanding member. Then we've got some long, long standing members. And we've got some jumping members. You are a member. It is who you are. The question is, how are you being a member? God designed this ancient path. He gave us this body. He made us a member. And our fulfillment can only be if we engage it as he made it. It's an ancient path. Walking in this. You are the body of Christ and individually members of it. So if we look at it in that way, we said, well, then my calling, my, my purpose, which we can uh, sometimes quite egotistically make more of than what we should, um, yet we are all called to something. We often think, it's to the world out there that must know Jesus, be loved, and there must be social justice and all those things, and that's, that's the space where my calling lies. But if we understand this, this body thing well, we understand that your calling is definitely twofold. And I, I am excluding here, just for the sake of keeping it as simple, your own nuclear family, which you have a call towards. All right? I'm excluding it from this, but it is not excluded from your call. It is it is central to it. You also have one to God, ministering unto God. But your calling to others consists out of a call to the body and a call to the world out there. It is both because you are a member and you are the light to the world. Those are identity things. You are a member and you are the light to the world. So you cannot not be both. What is it that you're called to for to the body and what is it that you call to for the world out there that's not yet part of the body and then we said all right so let's explore this and can we we had andre and ruth and stefani here that gave incredible teachings on on different sets of gifts that we find in Scripture that helps us to identify with what are some of the things that we might be gifted with, that we might have, that we might be, might, might, might be given to use. Um, and I'm sure, I've, I've, I know I've heard many of you had amazing conversations in small group and all over about these things. Um, and we are going to have discussions about that today also. Can we maybe just once again put our hands together for Andre and Ruth and Stefani and say, you guys did really well. I'm not sure about all of them because I don't know all of them for that long. But I think for maybe most of the majority of them, it was their first time up here. And they didn't feel like it at all. So, we looked at the, those three sets of gifts. I hope you can see them, but it's not that important, really. You can go listen to the sermons 
preached on them, but um, Ruth preached on the redemptive gifts found in Romans 12, which are things you are born with, things that's inherent to who you are. Some people are prophetic. They understand things. Um, they see things. Others are servants. They just want to help everyone the whole time. They're inclined. Some are teachers. They want to understand and share. Some are exhorters. They want others um, to feel encouraged and to thrive. Some are givers um, who must give and wants to give liberally. And others are rulers who call to lead. And others are mercy. Their hearts always break and they always find themselves serving the least. Um, that's inherent to how God has designed us, and we would do well to uncover it with God, to redeem those things He's put inside of us in uh, service towards His body and then the world. Andre taught on the, you can call them the office gift or the fivefold gifts or whatever. These names are not from Scripture. They're just made out of different, people call them by different names, but those are gifts that God gives to us, and we're all inclined towards one or the other more um, that equips the saints for the work of ministry. We've got apostles that pioneer and starts new things and that breaks down and builds up. We've got a prophet who knows the will of God and his vision for a specific group and see it. We've got evangelists whose hearts burn for the lost. We've got pastors who wants to care for the flock and make sure that their wool is nicely knit um, and clean. And we've got her teachers who digs into the word of truth and makes it plain to others. Um, Then we've got the manifestation gifts, the gift of the Holy Spirit that Stefani led us into. Those are things that we receive as we need them, as God wants to move through us, through his Holy Spirit. So we can all move in all of them as he leads. Um, and we should desire them. We shouldn't be uninformed about them. And then, that, and then God will use us in them. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge. I'm not going to go into that. Listen to Stefani's teaching. She did really well. Gifts of healing, working of miracles, discerning of spirits, prophecy, different kinds of um, tongues, and interpretation of um, tongues, which... We flow in and we do so, especially also in our services, and trust God that we would all the more. So those are some of the things that Scripture holds, holds to us and says, hey, here's a framework. Here are some things that you may be gifted with, and we want you to start identifying with them. And I think many of you did. We want to demystify them to you so that you understand that a prophet isn't something that you, it's actually natural to you. You're actually apostolic. You always want to start new things. You always want to pioneer. You always feel you get, you, you get bored quite quickly after you've launched a new thing and you're thinking of the next, of, of the next thing. You don't know what it is. Just an, apost- just an apostolic gifting. It's not such a big thing. And to, to recognize it and then to use it and have it grow and surrender. So those, that's, that's a nice framework. But now you can ask, okay, so where do I serve in church? Where, where do I serve as a prophet, as a teacher with my discerning of spirits? Because there isn't a serving team. We just had the serving teams up, right? But there wasn't a serving team for discerning of spirit serving team. 
Yeah, it would be an interesting team. Um, wouldn't mind it, honestly, but I... Th- I um, I wouldn't want feedback every week. <laughs> so, I just want to make it very practical, very quickly, and then we're going to go into discussion mode. Um, and then towards the end of the service, we're going into worship mode, and we're going into prophetic mode. Ready? So, making it practical and local... Um, where do I, how do I do these things? Well, it's very simple, really. If you would be fully here, you would be able to flow in your gift. If you would be fully here, and when I say here, I don't only mean here on a Sunday, but I definitely mean here on a Sunday. Here on a Sunday, there at small group, at intercession, not everyone may be called for that. However, we would like everyone to consider that. And, and, and. Church camps, you know, trainings. If you're all in to the local body that you're a part of, and if you're not all in to this one, ask yourself why, and then either get all in or get all in somewhere where you should be. But you need to be all in somewhere. Are you with me? Is it always easy? No. Is it sometimes dreadfully hard? Yes. Is that good for you? Absolutely. Be fully there. Then you would be used. Amen? Bring it to the table. If you see something, if, 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 you, if your heart's burning for something, don't go to the Vision Sunday and see, okay, the thing that's on my heart, it wasn't on the slides, so this is not my, my church. Come and tell me. Come make a meeting with me. I would want to have... I'm not that pastorally inclined, so for, for me, I would prefer to have meetings with, with everyone when, when they come to me and say, listen, we want to, we, we, heart's, my heart's burning for this. How can we do this? And then don't dump it on me, it's still your thing, but, <laughs> but bring it so that we can encourage it, pray into it, counsel over it, cover it, and launch it. If it's not here and it should be here, then and you see it, then you should bring it. So bring it. Okay? That's one way. Another way is by giving beyond tithing. We've got a we've got a body serve and missions account. If you would be here long enough, you'd know we look after a lot of people. We look after more people than what we can, but God somehow always provides. Sowing into the bodies of account is always a fantastic idea. There's a lot of people that need it. Sowing into the missions account is a fantastic idea. We support missionaries on, on a monthly basis. Um, and we go on a lot of missions. And not everyone can come up with twenty or 25,000 rand. And how wonderful would it be if we could support a couple of missions every year? That's one way. And then s- s- some things you just need to do because no one's going to do it and we are waiting on you even though we don't know it. So don't wait. Just do it. It's your responsibility before God, not the churches. Okay. You are the church. 
And sometimes even you might be prophetic and you might bring something to me and I might say, no, I don't see it. I don't think it. Oh, then you must go home and travail before God that your pastor repents and come to his spiritual senses. It doesn't mean you run away and get offended and feel isolated and all those things. Oh, then you say, oh, God, help us. Help us for this thing I see but we don't have. And you carry that thing and you birth that thing until you see that thing. And until I come to you and say, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't see it. But now I was blind, but now I see. (laughs) Hopefully I wasn't lost and then only found. That would be a bigger problem. All right. And then as Nita said, You could use your prophetic gift, your serving gift, your leadership gift, all your gifts also on the serving teams that we do have. The band, for instance, don't only need people who are musical. We need people who are apostolic. We need people who are prophetic. We need servants to do roll-up cables. We need the whole rigmarole in the band, in the sound team. The sound team is bordering being too full. That's, that's very cool. Yeah. Simon is hesitant adding a lot of... He'll, he'll add one or two and bear the burden of it, but <laughs> how cool is that? But the projector, band, youth, kids, connect, and Sunday intercession at quarter past eight are just some of the ways. Wherein your gift can flow. Okay, does that help to make these things practical? There's a biblical framework that seems woo-hoo into what we do locally. I hope that makes sense to you. So what we're going to do right now before we're going to go back into worship and prophetic mode is we're going to um, make, make groups of those around you, but please keep it small, otherwise everyone won't be able to share. Three, if it has to be four, it can be four, but not more than that, okay? Three. Not two, because then you can sit next to your husband and wife, and then you only talk about the things you always talk about. Um, So, three at least, four max. Um, And we're going to answer three questions. I'm going to give. I'm only going to show you the first one now. So we're we're going to answer. We're going to speak about this one for seven minutes, and on this one we're going to get two or three sets of feedback from the floor after you have spoken about it. If you weren't here for all of, th- all of this, just sit in and listen. Okay? Let it be as a part of the sermon unto you. So just sit in and listen and hear the feedback. So for seven minutes, can you answer that question? Should I make it more clear or is, are, we, are we on the same page right now? Okay, on your marks, get set, Go. All right, two more minutes on this one. Make sure to hear from everyone. Wrapping up 30 seconds.
All right, all right, all right. If I can get your attention, please. We are going to move to the second question. You can just remain in your attitude of grouping. The second question is the following. After learning about the gifts found in Ephesians 4, Romans 12, and 1 Corinthians 12, what gifts do you believe you have to serve the body with? The last time we did this specific question, the following thing happened. So um, just wanted to show you what might come about, and then we should just pray over each other, right? Are you comfortable even having a very modest gift? Or does your gift have to be, I mean, it has to be the neck? Okay, question number two. After learning about the gifts, what gift do you believe you might have to serve the body with? Discuss that in five minutes. Oh, no, wait. I said I wanted feedback on the first one. I definitely do. So who of you remember something that someone in your group said that was really cool? Hands up. You remember, ah, oh, that thing that they said was quite cool. Okay. Is that only four people thought anything was cool? Okay. Now, ask them if they would be keen to share it. All right, and now we can have hands up for who is keen to share. Yeah, I, I think, um, like, and it's actually crazy how this was. I just added on to connect this morning. I wasn't supposed to, to be there. I just joined my wife. And um, so I was able to observe this, like, very objectively, like the connect group. And I was realizing this is such a gifting to be able to welcome people and in a, almost like in a non-threatening way, to really just give love and have that person receive this peace when they are you know, they're coming to a place of peace. Um, yeah, and I was just taking my hat off to the Connect group for having that, for you know making people really feel welcome. And so me from the outside seeing that, I'm like, I want that. <laughs> I want to be able to become, you know, learn social context and what is actually a great way to like make people feel loved. And yeah, so I think just just... The willing heart and to be where God is moving, and then you just notice how He moves and yeah, things that you really see. Uh, I want this. Yeah, that's a good. Thank you, Connect Team. So, um, what stood out? If we could come to church every Sunday, and those that have the giftings of healing, of encouraging, does that with the congregation, and so that you are full and you have received, so that Monday morning you can walk out and go and give that to the world. And then if the body really, if all members serves in the body like they should, then we will go out into the world, be the light, and all the things that is biblically said of what Jesus is and who he is for people 
will come to be. And everybody will see, oh, that's where the light is, because look what God and Jesus is doing in their lives. Yeah, um, it is just for me such a great pleasure to make to stand up in the morning on a Sunday just to know that I have to come and prepare the bread for the kids. And uh, because some of them like, are already asking, like, where's the tani with the bread? <laughs> so um, for me, just to wake up in the morning, just to know on a Sunday I have to be a church to do this. Yes. And uh, I love it. I love it. Because whenever I'm busy with the bread, I ask the Lord really to make this bread tasty for the kids. <laughs> yeah, and it is also that um, when we, if we all can just serve, uh, come together and serve the body of Christ and to, to, to understand each other yeah, and, and, and know each other yeah, and know how Christ's body really works, it's such a good thing because when we go out there, the world will see the change and the difference in us, especially where I am. And um, so, yeah, just to live out Christ in our lives. Thank you, Hazel. One last co- comment from this area. Um, yeah, so, um, someone summed this up very well. Um, church should run like a well-oiled machine. And I thought that was really cool. I think um, just in terms of the body, it would be super healthy. Um, We'd be able to do all that we've been called to do. Um, I can testify that when a part of your body doesn't work, it's really difficult to do all that you're supposed to do. For those who don't know, I broke my ankle earlier this year. Um, And the Holy Spirit would really be glorified and magnified amongst us because we'd be all flowing in our gifts and flowing in the Holy Spirit. And um, yeah, so he would really be glorified. Amen. Awesome. So let's run to the second question. I was very encouraged by all of that. Um, Five minutes for question number two. One, two, three, go. All right. You can take your seeds again. In your uh, normal position. I hope the discussions were fruitful. We're going to skip the third question. Um... Connect, connect team. You can pre, you can get ready with the communion as well. Connect team, you can get prepare the communion for us. We're going to skip the third question and go straight to activation ministry slide. Um, worship team can come to the front as well. What we're going to do now is the following. Um, f- f- 
for all of us who has, have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we're going to have communion together. Um, the bread and the wine that Jesus broke on the, on the Last Supper, we'll do that in remembrance of Him. So um, after we've done that together, we're going to enter a time of worship again. Um, there's been a lot of words coming from intercession and, yeah, that we should, in all of these things, we should fix our eyes on Jesus. Because he's the one that walks and we're, the, we're those who would follow. He's the one that will show us everything that we need to see. And he's the one that can heal our hearts, calm our insecurities, um, and show us the ancient paths. So we're going to worship. We're going to look to Jesus. We're not going to have, have spectators that just, you, you know, it's not the end of the service and we're just hanging around now. We're deliberately going to look to Jesus. Okay? Um, then if God stirs your heart with a specific word while we're in this attitude, Please come to me. Please come and share it. If we need to minister that word of knowledge or of wisdom or of prophecy or of healing, then we will minister and share the word also, and you can respond to that as well. And then we are going to have prophetic stations. Are you all with me? You need to listen carefully now with, the, with regards to the prophetic stations. Okay, so we've got four teams of two each, that will be in the social area. So one of those tables on each one of them will be two people, and then in my office there will be two people as well. Those are the four are the four stations. We want all of you, unless you really don't want to, to, while we worship, just go to any one of them, and for one or two minutes, they will pray over you, and whatever they feel on their heart that God is saying to them, they will release over you. Okay? That's called prophecy. We are called in Scripture to prophesy, to earnestly desire these things, and to receive words from God. What do you do with such a word? Are you still all with me? Because this is very important. If they pray over you and they say, oh, we think you should go to Mongolia... And it comes out of the blue, and you don't know where does this word come from, then just say, Lord, if this is you, please confirm your word. In your quiet time, through your reading of scripture, there are no scriptures about Mongolia, but if um, on some billboard as you drive, it says, you know, if you drive on the N1 tomorrow and says, visit Mongolia, That'd be random enough that it might be, it might be God confirming. But whatever words are spoken, whether in your quiet time or in prophecy like this, you must test them. In other words, take it to God, have Him confirm it, and when you know that you know this is God, it's God, and you move. Okay? So they're going to take liberty to prophesy what's on their hearts. Maybe I speak straight into that thing that's already there, and you go, thank you, Jesus. Maybe it's a new thing that you need to explore. Maybe it's a random thing that you need to throw away. Okay.
um, or just keep it there until the Lord does something with it. Look to Jesus. Bring words if you have a prophecy. So um, does everyone have the communion elements? Does anyone still need? All right. So it's some really fancy thing that someone developed during lockdown, I, th- I think. You can open it up and then out comes the wafer. And then if you 